welcome to Prince Track by Track, I'm your host Darren and today we're going to be talking about Scarlet Pussy from The B-Sides. Recorded January 1988 at Paisley Park and released on the 20th of September 1988 in the US as the B-Side for I Wish You Heaven, though the single itself wasn't released in the UK until about a month after that. On the track you have Camille and you have Sheila E and you have Eric Leeds. Um, the longer version of the track is 6 minutes 8 but the edit that's on the B-Sides is 4.12 and joining me to talk about it is Martin Sand. Hello, Martin. Hi. Oh, it's, I mean, it's interesting because the recording of this song was originally done as part of Sheila E's fourth album, which was recorded in 87 to 88. And there are some songs from this which, you know, were also tried out for kind of other artists, but eventually Scarlet Pussy just ended up being released as, you know, the B-side for I Wish You Heaven. Mm. Um, you know, a single which itself was not that successful. It didn't get into the Billboard US 100. Um, you know, and it, 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 I mean, it charted on like the R&B chart. Um, but uh, yeah, there was kind of like 10 songs that were going to be part of that album, which ultimately was not released in any kind of form. Uh, still, most of those songs, with the exception of Scarlet Pussy, remain unreleased. And I think it's interesting that Prince chose to credit Camille as the actual artist on the B-side. Obviously, you know, the Camille project had kind of, you know, fallen apart after, um, you know, after Warner Brothers were like, you're not going to release an anonymous album under a pseudonym um, and, you know, spend all that money on making a bunch of albums that basically no one's probably going to end up buying because, you know, they didn't buy albums by The Family or Madhouse or, or any of the other kind of side projects that Prince did. Right you know, where he mostly did all the work and then kind of put other people's names on them. Um, so at this point, this is Prince kind of bringing Camille back because, you know, all the other kind of album, all the other tracks that he'd recorded as Camille um, were, you know, done in like 86 um, and some of them were on, you know, Sign of the Times. So the fact that he then, you know, in 1988 decided to go back to using Camille and this is the last time that he used Camille um, in any kind of form. I would say explicitly, because there's a lot of other songs after this where, you know, his voice is kind of messed with a little bit. So you could kind of argue that, you know, some later tracks maybe have kind of Camille-ish tendencies. Um, and also kind of the first time that he actually kind of credited Camille as the artist, you know, which I, I just I just find quite interesting because I'm sure for most people they would have seen, you know, the single for I Wish You Heaven. Or most people didn't because obviously it was not a success. And they would have seen like this Camille being doing the B-side. And I'm sure a lot of kind of... Uh, fans who you know maybe didn't follow all the ins and outs of Prince's projects would have just wondered why this track is being credited to this person I mean even even kind of in the the late 80s it wasn't really a well-known thing that Prince had this kind of thing called Camille obviously in Shockadelica he refers to himself as Camille I think only really kind of uh, kind of fans in the know in the 80s would have understood you know what Camille was but uh, yeah and obviously you know we have kind of Sheila E um, although uncredited, obviously, because everything is just credited to Camille on this song um, and Eric Leeds, um, you know, obviously he's very kind of distinct saxophone um, all over this track, um, you know. And I mean, as a genre, I, I mean, I don't know what to say. Well, um, it's it's another it's another George Clinton song. It's it's like it's like an it's like a companion piece to Atomic Dog. Yeah. I, well, yeah, it does feel a little bit like a kind of answer to that, doesn't it? And, you know, also, 
I mean, it has the feel of, um, you know, Erotic City, which had like the sped up voices and the slow down voices kind of over the top of, you know, Prince's normal singing voice. Yeah. Uh, although obviously here, you know, there is no Prince singing voice. There is only Camille. But yeah, I mean, obviously we also get some mentions of, you know, the neighborhood did a dogs. Um, <laughs> so, so I guess that does feel kind of like a, an answer to Atomic Dog. It's, it's, it's only a few months before Prince kind of started diving into recording stuff for Graffiti Bridge, you know, and then he was sidetracked into recording, you know, stuff for Batman, and then he kind of went back to Graffiti Bridge, obviously, once that project had finished. So I'm sure at this point he was actually working with George Clinton. Obviously, maybe some of that influence being felt in the song. Prince, he tells a story um, in this song, although he... He starts off by saying, once upon a time in the land of fever, there lived a scarlet pussy. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's really weird because it's almost like he's like the land of fever doesn't sound like a, a very nice place to live. I would not want to live in a place that is known as the land of fever. And also having the fact that it's a scarlet pussy kind of in there, you have the word scarlet fever kind of. So I don't. I mean, it doesn't sound like a, a very inviting place to be, you know. And of course, he talks. Uh, this kitty cat of fine descent was cherished by her mother, who wouldn't let another petter unless he was qualified. I, I think it. It kind of. It's funny because I'm sure Prince has used the phrase "qualified" um, in other songs as well, um, and obviously he generally uses it as a kind of sexual innuendo um, as to how qualified someone is to do a certain task. Um, but here, I, I think it's funny because you have this kind of weird innuendo in the title. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> this is a nice story and, about a cute little kitty cat. Yeah, and obviously, you know, the phrase, he would, who wouldn't let another pet her unless he was qualified. Like, there's so, I mean, this entire song is just literally double entendre after double entendre, um, you know. And I, I think it's funny that, um, you know, obviously this this comes on, on the B-sides, um, you know, it, there's this kind of little run of songs where, um, you know, like you have Irresistible Bitch, which I think is a, a kind of a bit more straightforward about what the song's about. And then you have Scarlet Pussy and then La 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 He He He, which also has like, you know, cat references, but also has like a, a dog sample as a snare drum. Um, and then and then you kind of go to She's Always In My Hair, which is a, kind of a bit more sentimental. But this little kind of run of three songs where someone has obviously, you know, putting together the B-sides, they they seem to be pairing up certain types of songs. And I think someone was obviously like, well, Irresistible Bitch, Scarlet Pussy, la la la, he he he. They kind of are of a similar vein. And so they've obviously kind of put them together, um, you know, because they, they kind of have similar <laughs> feels, I would say. Um, you know, cer certainly in terms of like Prince's B-sides, um, you know, I think that kind of like Irresistible Bitch is, is kind of the closest thing to Scarlet Pussy, um, you know, in terms of like a, a kind of sound and a production, I would say, uh, more than anything else, um, you know, and it's worth saying as well, the production on this is kind of very simple. Um, aside from, you know, Prince's voice being altered and, you know, little bits of kind of saxophone from Eric Leeds. It's not like a terribly complex song in terms of the production. You know, there's not like tons of guitar solos or anything like that. There's just kind of like a simple beat that kind of keeps going underneath the song. Yeah, it's not super um, layered or anything. No. Um, aside from the little voices, obviously, which are kind of um, kind of overlapping each other. Well, it's stripped down. It's not unsophisticated. And, and you know, obviously, we get the, the kind of, um, <laughs> again... Uh, the double entendre, every first of the month, this pretty feline got the hearts. And that's when the neighborhood did the dogs. They'd line up around the block. 
Um, and then Prince just saying the word meow. I don't know. It just always makes me laugh. It's, just, <laughs> it's like, uh, it's almost like someone's <laughs> trying to say to Prince, you know, uh, this is kind of very, you know, there's a lot of kind of double entendres here. Can we maybe kind of try and make pretend that it's actually about a cat? So Prince is like, okay, then meow. There you go. It's about a cat now. Um, and then we get kind of a Sheila E on, I guess, what is the chorus? Um, although, you know, the song itself doesn't really kind of, uh, it doesn't really have like a verse chorus structure. Um uh, you know, or, uh, until it kind of gets to the the whole she can make you crazy part. Um, but when they have the uh, when my little scarlet feline roars, the locals come around. When they see the scarlet light, they know it's time to come chase her down. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, uh, and then of course, Prince singing, lo and behold, the fantastical way in which their bodies groove. Um, and then of course, my scarlet pussy's furry magic alters any mood. Um, <laughs> I mean. I, I, it's, I, to me, I just kind of love how Prince is is trying, I don't know, is almost trying to play it straight, uh, but he just kind of can't help himself. <laughs> and, and obviously the phrase furry magic would mean something completely different uh, in today's kind of internet. Oh. Um, <laughs> and, and of course... Uh, they, they, prob- probably have, like, they probably have a Scarlet Pussy somewhere on DeviantArt. Or... Probably. It would not surprise me. And of course, my favorite line in the entire song is where Prince, in a very low voice, sings, Pussycat, Pussycat, wherefore art thou, puppy? Um, which, <laughs> I mean, it's very rare that Prince ever bothers to quote Shakespeare, but I do kind of, I kind of love that, that kind of weird little quote that he does. Um, and then we kind of get like the, the kind of chorus, you know, which is, she can make you crazy if you're too close to your heat. She can make you sad when you're happy as, to, as can be. She can make you shoot your ego all over her sheets. All is hers in love and war, my little scarlet pussy. I think it, it's interesting that he, you know, Prince and Sheila Rhea obviously singing both of the, you know, singing together on these lines. Just the kind of like, she can make you sad when you're happy as can be is like, I don't know. I don't know that I really want to be around that, you know, that kind of kind of cat. Um, <laughs> although at the same time, it does kind of speak to the nature of, of cats as being very independent. And kind of not really caring about you, and, and you know, <laughs> you know, cat people—they're crazy about them, even even when they even when they're mean to them. They they do kind of. I mean, that's it. Yeah, it is. I mean, most most cat owners are kind of in an abusive relationship with a cat that probably doesn't care about them at all, um, and yet they invest so much time. I just I just love the thought of that. Um, shoot your ego all over her sheets line. I love the thought of Prince writing that, writing the lyrics to that song, and. Um, uh, someone telling him, uh, no, not that explicit. You have to make it innuendo. Prince going back <laughs> to his little purple legal pad, scratching something out, and writing ego above it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then this is where we get to, I think it's Sheila Ree, isn't it, singing uh, Every Dog Would Try His Lines to Get Pussy's Attention. Uh, all they want is so exposed in ways too gross to mention. And then Prince himself goes, Ew. and um, I, I mean, I kind of, I kind of love that. Like, you know, the fact that someone has said too gross to mention and Prince is like, Oh, don't mention that. Oh, that's, that's like, I, I don't know. I, I think for, for someone who basically is about to turn 30, this is kind of like such a kind of teenage song. Um, and it has that kind of feeling of, uh, of, you know, like a, a kind of a teenager trying to be clever 
and trying not to kind of get caught by his parents, maybe singing something dirty and just kind of being uh, trying trying to kind of hide the actual, you know, the meaning of the song and thinking that they're very clever by having all these kind of double entendres. Uh, obviously thinking no one will be able to figure out what he's actually singing about. But I mean, also the fact <laughs> all they want is so exposed, obviously kind of suggests uh, the idea of, you know, like people flashing this pussy, you know, flashing their uh, their intentions, of course. Um, and we had this kind of weird little thing where Prince, Prince very rarely kind of like dates his songs, aside from, I don't know, talking about, you know, Ronnie talking to Russia. Um so the fact that he says here um, a filthy rich yuppie, like that—that that is one of. The, I mean, I—I I don't think I can recall any other time where Prince has kind of mentioned anything to do with yuppies in any other song. But the fact that he puts that in this song, it kind of really ties it to, you know, that kind of late eighties time period. Um, and this—and this is obviously, I mean, Wall Street obviously was out in nineteen eighty-eight as well. Um, so I mean, maybe there's a suggestion that Prince has seen Wall Street. And he's like, oh, a filthy rich yuppie. Like, maybe that's on his mind. I don't know. I don't know where he kind of gets that that from. Um, and, you know, we get the chorus once more. And then we get Prince doing some kind of, I don't know, some weird play acting with um, with Sheila E. Um, as he, he, he says, uh, meow, now look what's going on. And then he's like, oh, man, get out. And then he, my favorite line, possibly in Prince's entire career, where he goes, Somebody come get this cat now, my leg. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I just love the the fact that Prince, at this point now, is referring to a real cat. That's that's the funny thing to me. Is like all the innuendo has kind of gone, and this is it's just Prince literally being like, oh, there's this cat like scratching my leg. Can someone please come and get this meow meow? Um, <clears throat> and then we kind of have some hissing, and you know. And then we kind of get Prince just singing Scarlet Pussy. Um, and then, and then you know, we kind of go back to the chorus, which just kind of gets repeated kind of over and over again. Uh, and then as we finish, we get the all is hers in love and war, my little Scarlet Pussy. And for some reason, uh, we get like um, almost like a, a it sounds to me like a sheep noise somewhere in the end there, um, mm. just as the song kind of finishes. Um, and and then kind of the song finishes on I think it's like on, just on the kind of a few bass notes and then that's the end of the song. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I think obviously by the time we get to the chorus being repeated over and over again, uh, with the whole kind of and then we actually get an extra line in there which is uh, she can make you shiver from your head down to your feet, which then rhymes with she can make you shoot your eagle all over your sheets. There's there's kind of a, a little kind of um, you know an extra line there, but. I mean, in fact, that's a very kind of evocative. She can make you shiver from your head down to your feet. Uh, again, none of this sounds like stuff that people would enjoy. Um, you know, the kind of the whole, you know, shooting ego over sheets and shivering from head to feet um, and people being crazy when they're too close to the heat. You know, like n- there's nothing of this. You, it sounds kind of pleasurable. And, you know, by the time we get to the end, we're, we're, we're far away from the whole kind of kitty cat of fine descent. Because I don't, I don't, I don't think any of this sounds like anything of fine descent. You know, this this whole song doesn't have the actions of, of uh, of you know, like a cat that would be, um, uh, I don't know, seen as uh, seen as fine. Let's put it like that. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I I think that the funny thing is that you know this is a, a kind of a throwaway song. Uh, obviously, Prince, you know, putting putting full effort into it. But again, the kind of the silly little touches of him, you know, doing cat noises. And talking about a meow meow on his leg, and I don't know, it's it's just it's kind of funny because 
I think maybe, you know, Prince as Prince never really gets this silly. But I feel like the fact that he's Camille kind of lets him kind of get away with just being a little bit sillier uh, in this song. You know, like we said, it's a very kind of stripped back production. And that was something that Prince would kind of do with most of the Camille songs. Like, um, you know, as well as having like the sped up voice, um, like no Camille songs have like tons and tons of production on them. (laughs) Like, um, you know, they're all kind of very simple songs. Um, you know, particularly stuff like Strange Relationship, If I Was Your Girlfriend, you know, like it is kind of just Prince and a couple of instruments, um, you know, and, and there's there's never really like a kind of full band. Well, the Camille songs are also more or less uh, funk songs uh, yeah. to an extent, always. Uh, so um, that's just, um, I guess that's just in the genre. Um, yeah. You don't. You know, you don't get a lot of uh, um, prog rock flourishes in funk. I mean, that's kind of what I always enjoyed about the different kind of Camille songs, you know. And obviously at this point, the, the kind of the two Camille songs that hadn't really been released were uh, Good Love, which ends up on Crystal Ball. Um, although a version of it was on a soundtrack for Bright Lights Big City. I don't know why Prince picked that as, as the point to kind of, you know, like a Michael J. Fox film. Like, I don't know. It's, it's a really kind of weird place. Uh, and then obviously Rock Hard in a Funky Place, you know, would show up on the on the Black Album as well. Uh, but yeah, I guess they are all kind of, um, you know, in it kind of funk songs, um, you know, and, and I mean, it's uh, it's a uh, it's a movie about, uh, you know, a hard living fact checker for a magazine. So um, <laughs> I mean, that's funky. I guess. I don't know. Sometimes when when you know other things end up on certain projects, I always find myself kind of slightly surprised that Prince was like, "Yeah, you can have this." But if this had been like the the kind of the final track on you know Sheila E's fourth album, I don't know that it would have ever kind of got any kind of attention because you know it it would have just been like another album track for another kind of Prince protege. Yeah. Um, but I feel like as a B side, it kind of gets a little bit more of a spotlight. Um, you know, and you know, such a, I mean, everything that Camille did, I always enjoyed. This is the thing, like, there's no, there's no Camille tracks that for me are anything kind of like less than, I mean, at least a four and a half out of five, you know, like as stupid and as silly as they kind of get, uh, they're always like, it always feels like Prince really kind of put himself in a different space, uh, to be Camille. Uh, and like the fact that he's, you know, singing about Meow Meow's kind of shows how fully committed he was to this this really kind of silly character um you know and it kind of almost makes me wish that he'd done more than just kind of like the nine songs that camille ended up being credited for i'd say for me out of five uh i would say like i said you know nothing really less than a four and a half but obviously you know strictly speaking i'd say four out of five you know it is it's one of those things where the song is almost at points too silly and you're kind of like uh, you know either kind of pick a song that is going to be all about kind of innuendo or pick a song that's actually about you singing about a cat but kind of mixing it up it ends up kind of losing itself a little bit i feel and it's not quite as kind of focused as you know some other kind of kind of prince experiments uh, for me that's one of my favorite comedy bits somebody losing themselves in their uh, own metaphor uh, <laughs> until they don't know what they're talking about anymore. Uh, but, um, you know, as a song, um, 
I think uh, I think four out of five is uh, fair. I might even be inclined to go down to a three out of five, just uh, grading on a curve of Prince songs. Um, <clears throat> it's a very fun song. I like it a lot. Um, it's just a little um, all over the place and. Um, it kind of tuckers itself out i feel like the kind of you know she she can drive you crazy that kind of refrain it's almost like the first half of the song prince had one idea and then by the end he has this this kind of this chorus that he keeps repeating and kind of like adding stuff to and that feels like the song that he should have started out with really you know like he should have kind of started with that that kind of you know talking about it that way rather than kind of the whole once upon a time in the land of fever which kind of comes to nothing like those first opening lines they don't really reflect on what the rest of the song is actually about um you know and and i feel like you can kind of drop those first few lines and just kind of start you know a few lines in and it still makes just as much sense like you don't really need the kind of scene setting of once upon a time you know but at the same time it's nice to hear prince kind of kind of fall back on a cliche and kind of almost make fun of it um you know so it's nice for him to do that uh prince never played this song live which i kind of you know understand because it is kind of like you know a b-side that was almost a sheila e song um you know and I-, I couldn't find any covers but then again if you google the phrase scarlet pussy you will get some uh i don't know let's say some very risque uh returns on that so it's it's kind of hard to find um anyone that's covered it i then again i don't know who would cover it i mean who would cover this song what would you what would you do with this song i don't think you could do anything with it really uh you know i, I mean other than maybe like george clinton covering it but i you know i i feel like even then he would probably think this is a little bit too silly for me to uh kind of cover um you know like I said, it's a song that's kind of really all about Camille and the kind of delivery of it by Camille is is really what kind of sells the song a little bit, I would say. Uh, I feel like we've said as much as we possibly can about Scarlet Pussy. Uh, so let's go to any plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug, Markin? Um, No, I don't have anything to plug. I'm a recluse on the internet. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook, Prince Trap by Track, uh, or on Twitter at Prince Podcast, or you could email us, not sure why you would, at PrinceTrapByTrack at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest here, Martin. Thank you for having me. And otherwise, bye. Bye. bye.